Louise McSharry on 2FM. There is a new... And let's be honest, I feel like these series are coming every second week, but there's a new series that everyone is buzzing about, my friends, and it is, as I mentioned in the intro to the show, Nine Perfect Strangers, starring Nicole Kidman. It is set in the world of a wellness retreat. Nicole Kidman plays a frankly, like, terrifying wellness leader who promises to bring you to your best life. Um, And I have to say, I was super curious about the world of these kind of um, completely, like, absorbing wellness retreats. And journalist Kate Spicer wrote about this recently for the Sunday Times and I thought I need to talk to her. So hello Kate, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, So you have been to, now I'm not suggesting that it's the kind of retreat that is in Nine Perfect Strangers, but you've been to a kind of, you know, one of these kind of wellness retreats, haven't you? Well, I don't know if people know what happens. Should we tell people what happens in Nine Perfect Strangers? Well, I mean, within reason, yeah. <laughs> because I have I have been uh, on a retreat like that. And when I was asked to write about this, my immediate thought was, it's not as extreme as some retreats I've been on. Really? I think, yeah, I think there's a very strong tradition in kind of human culture of big cleanses, if you like. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at something like Ayurveda, mm-hmm. which is the um, traditional Indian medicine that goes back thousands of years, they have something called Panchakarma, which I actually wrote about in my piece, where for two to three weeks you drink warm melted ghee or you have warm. Oh, now I've been told that ghee means something quite rude in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, Maybe don't. we should call it. Or a melted clarified butter (laughs) and you have it put up your nose, in your mouth and all the other holes that you have uh, until you perform a certain excretory function. And it's the most extraordinary and bizarre experience ever. You're not really allowed to read or, or you don't that you're not encouraged to really speak. You do a lot of strange massages and I've done this twice, and I, there's something I really love about that very absorbing, like you said, um, and different, very different from my normal life and quite ex- and extreme wellness practice. And, of course, the one in Nine Perfect Strangers involves um, psychedelic substance. Yeah. Well, of course, that's actually being researched by science right now, like yeah. across the world. Yeah. And you can do that legally in Peru. Yeah, and ayahuasca, I can tell you, yeah. Shamans. Shamans are a lot weirder than than um, Naomi Campbell. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> than Nicole Kidman. So yeah. when they asked me to write about it, they were like, oh, you know, I, and I was just like, well, this is fairly standard and normal. This is your this is your average extreme wellness retreat. It's not a TV show. It's almost like a documentary. Okay. So I have to ask, I mean, first of all, I'm I'm impressed that you've done that not once but twice. So obviously you have taken something from it, but what brought you to these kind of wellness retreats in the first place? Like why not go on a sun holiday? Well, this this is really interesting. I was talking to someone with uh, who works in the tourism industry, who studies trends in the story of tourism industry. Mm. And some time ago, I mean, probably a decade ago, our dis- our decisions about holiday making were divided down a very extreme line. Of course, there were people that just wanted to go on the traditional sun holiday. Yeah. But there were these two emerging markets: one for extreme hedonism. So you're all inclusive, you know, drink all you can, eat all you can, party, party, party type holiday. Mm. And then at the other extreme, there was almost monastic, um, ascetic type retreats that we would normally associate with like a nun or something. Right. Um, 
but it's more about people going into kind of almost a sort of let's say meditation or um or, or doing some of these kind of more extreme cleanses or detoxes or whatever all these buzzwords we hear and mm. we're like where did this come from and i you know what i think this is just my opinion i think it's an escape yeah you know wellness extreme wellness is the same escape as those extreme partying holidays. So if you are a sensation seeking person, which I definitely am, mm-hmm. it's the kind of healthy alternative to going to Ibiza and getting smashed. Okay. <laughs> but that I makes also sense. think we, we are looking, we are desperately seeking and yearning as we live in a more secular society. We're desperately seeking and yearning for some kind of mystical experience, magical experience, soulful experience. And when you go on these retreats, you do get kind of, for want of a better word, a kind of high because mm. it's so different. It's so extreme when you're very clean, let's say. That's an, another horrible lifestyle buzzword. Yeah. Um, it can feel very light and airy and different and kind of spiritual. Um, so I think what we're looking for actually is is sensation, is to feel and to feel different. Yeah. However, some of these retreats are very peculiar and I have to say I do love them because I'm fascinated so I've been to India I've been to Peru and I've been to Northampton and <laughs> I found extreme mysterious extreme experiences in all of them but not Nicole Gibman. Well what are some of the more peculiar things you've experienced? Well I have done ayahuasca in Peru uh-huh. uh, that was pretty strange and um, just for people who yeah. don't know can you just you know quickly so kind ayahuasca of... is a ayahuasca is a plant it's a substance a, a psychedelic substance that's made by mixing two plants together that have been used been used by numerous tribes across the amazon for nobody really knows how long hundreds maybe thousands of years mm. uh and in uh, i think it was in the 50s or 60s or 70s an anthropologist kind of came came across the substance took it and it's grown very slowly uh in popularity because obviously it's a very very strong psychedelic substance i mean we have these substances in the uk in the old medicinal and druid traditions uh and the old celtic traditions but we've completely lost contact with our very old indigenous pre-religious cultures and mm. our kind of you know I could look, you know, the kind of neighborhood medicine woman. She existed in Ireland and, and Britain as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but I think people have been going there to discover different ways of feeling of, of changing their lives. Mm. And uh, it's it, it's not about hedonism and drug taking. It's actually a very, very difficult process. Um, but th- I mean, I've done lots of other things that don't involve strange mind altering substances. Like I said, the Panchakarma in India. Mm. Um, I've done silence, uh, silence, silent retreats. They're hard. If yeah. I did that, I did that with um, with a nun. You know, I think I think that that we can go and find these mystical, strange, and very extreme experiences within our own religious traditions. It's not just about weird LA kind of secular nuttiness. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, the thing for me is I was watching, I just watched the first episode of Nine Perfect Strangers last night. And, um, you know, one of the things that's kind of a a point of plot is that they all have their phones taken away from them. And I said to my husband, I was like, no. Well, see, I could get on board with that. I actually love that idea because I'm never going to take my phone away from myself. But if someone took it away from me, I think I would do really well to not have my phone for a week. (laughs) 
Yeah, when I went to the Indian to the do Panchakarma, which you I mean you can do Panchakarma all over India. They took um, my phone away. They took away all my leather goods and they made me wear white pajamas. And I kept putting my own T-shirts on. They were like, no, no, you can't wear it. You know, you need to go and put your white pajamas on again. And I took my mother to the first time I did it. I took my mother and she said, we joined a cult. Um <laughs> And and I and I think it is slightly cult like. Yeah. You, know, you do you do you find yourself doing things you would never do in your normal life because someone and this is the Nicole Kidman figure in the show, because someone tells you how to do it because it's good for you. Yeah. And we, we you know, I mean we haven't been bossed around like that since our parents, since we were five years old. Yeah, well that's it, isn't it? So they're detaching you from everything that kind of pulls you to your own life at home or whatever. And then also, yeah. you know, relink you are relinqu excuse me, relinquishing all control, which Yeah. You know, there surrender. is something about that surrender and about being cared for. I've only experienced it when I've been very sick, where like, you know, because I was very sick, you have to, you know, you have to let people take care of you, which is not something that comes mm. naturally to me. So I can completely mm. see how that feeling of kind of escape would be appealing. But the, you know what lies in there? There lies the potential for incredible abuse. Yeah. And, and manipulation mm. and people are very vulnerable and a good and loving person can can nourish your life immensely even if they are pouring oil and hot, hot you know hot clarified butter into every, every orifice yeah but um but in the hands of someone who isn't has you know slightly bad intentions then I think that you know and it's not a particularly regulated industry yeah uh, considering the, I mean, I went on one retreat. I mean, it was actually brilliant. It was fascinating, but the potential for abuse there was quite alarming. It was a, a kind of, a purgative. It was a kind of purgative type thing. A lot of these things revolve around elimination. Mm. And when I wrote the piece, I spoke to a, to just you know, a medical doctor, mm. who said you'd be much better off eating more fibre instead of getting twice daily enemas which yeah. I did actually at a retreat in Gloucestershire um and the, the yeah it's, anyway completely lost I mean, my train of thought no, you're I need to go on an extreme wellness retreat so I can freshen my brain <laughs> well the thing I wanted to say is that like all of these things you know they cost a lot of money don't they it's not cheap to do this stuff um not necessarily there are I mean one of the things I found strange about that show and slightly um, fantastical was not the fact that she was locking them in a house with um, hallucinogenic substances. It was that it's so luxurious looking. Right. I mean, I most of these ones, I mean, when you start going to places in sort of Glastonbury and hippie, you know, you walk into a place that stinks of lentils and cheap joysticks and, mm. you know, it just, it's sort of not one up from a student flat, really. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends what your definition of expensive is. Yes, you can still probably go to, uh, you know, Costa del Sol for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you can find places where you could go away for four or five hundred quid a week. And mm. you could go to places where you could go away for like 15,000 quid a week. Right. Yeah, I think it's Depends how much you want to spend. One of, the characters, one of the characters on the show said he just Googled what was the most expensive retreat. Um, and that's the one that he picked. Um, I suppose it's just interesting Which because one? It, one of the characters said that he at the the... Tony, oh, I think is right. his name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, reassuringly expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose what's what's striking me as we're talking about it is that you mentioned that you know we've kind of, and you're right, we have lost the connection that we culturally would have had to a local medicine woman or a druid or whoever it is that would have led us kind of yeah. spiritually and stuff in our own cultures and, and religion. I think 
yeah, religion as well, I think, provided us with a kind of mysticism and an authority that we no longer really believe in. Yeah, but it's interesting then that kind of as, and, and it does seem to be mostly kind of white people, white Western people who are kind of, you know, going and seeking to find kind of solace in other cultures, spiritual yeah. traditions, um, yeah. which again has kind of a bit of a murky edge to it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I was at a festival that I'm going to write about in uh, Berkshire on Friday that it, the whole festival is called Medicine Festival and it kind of venerates a lot of these indigenous cultural healing traditions and ritual traditions. And I was walking through the festival and there were you know, there were a number of people with like huge headdresses on and paint paint across their faces that had been flown in from the Amazon or from West Africa. And I felt yeah. I felt uncom- a little bit uncomfortable about it. I think it's wonderful that we're trying to help these indigenous cultures that are going to preserve nature in a way that big business and the oil companies and the logging companies aren't. But the way we kind of go and cherry pick from old traditions is... I, you know, we had a big chat about this. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad. I mean, the alternative is that it's completely forgotten. Mm. And it may be that we're at a turning point in our kind of Western traditions where we need to go back and seek some of our older traditions. And I was talking to a Druid at this festival and I was talking about all these people who travel to go and do kind of, you know, therapeutic doses of medicinal psychedelics and mm. things. And he was saying, we have all these traditions and these plants in this country. Obviously, mm. everything is illegal here. And I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure everything is illegal in Ireland, too. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. maybe we are turning back to some of the old ways and we're going to have to sift through which were worth preserving and which perhaps we should leave to ancient history. Yeah. Because well, modern, medicine, modern medicine is fantastic. Oh, my God, it's incredible. But it doesn't necessarily nurture that that connection between body and soul, body and spirit, body and mind. It's not Mm. necessarily touching that kind of... And so people are going and they're exploring and they're hungry or they're they're lost. Mm. There's a lot of lost people on these retreats. I often end up on them when I'm a bit of a loss at what's going on in my life or lonely or I'm frightened or I want to change something. So, you know, a lot of vulnerable people open to exploitation, let's say, do end up on this retreat. And I think you see that in the in the Nicole Kidman yeah. Nine Perfect Strangers show. Yeah. Well, I find it absolutely fascinating and I'm so glad Me that too. you've written about it. I will continue to read anything you write about it. <laughs> um, that is Kate Spicer, journalist. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. Thanks a million. There you go. You can watch Nine Perfect Strangers if you want to. It is on Amazon Prime and um, I certainly am going to continue watching because I can't wait to see what happens. Louise McSherry on 2FM.